Did Gabe Velarde take a shot at L.A. while talking to the Winnipeg media? Also, where do people around the NHL think the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade ranks among the best offseason moves? We discuss on this edition of Locked on L.A. Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you like what you're hearing. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years. We just celebrated our anniversary and, of course, a passionate L.A. Kings fan for the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on the show, no interview this week. We will have one next week, but we're going to talk about how the Kings trade of Pierre-Luc Dubois has been received around the NHL, and in particular with my fellow NHL hosts on the Locked On Network. Plus, Kings fans just got a glimpse of what it will be like when our captain calls it a career. But first, we begin with something that I have to admit I missed on, and maybe you did too. Uh, Apparently, this happened a couple weeks ago, and my wife asked me the other day, what did Gabe Velarde say? And my response was, I don't know. What did he say? And she said, I don't know, but apparently Kings fans are pissed off. So my curiosity was raised, um, but I didn't think too much of it. Kind of thought if it was really something scandalous and over the top, I would have somehow heard about it. Somebody would have said something to me about it. Um, So I figured my wife was talking about some sort of reaction on social media And to be honest, Twitter outrage is not something I take too seriously. Now, to be fair, um, I have had great interactions with people on Twitter, whether it's been fans of this show, fans of the other podcast I do, the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show, or with my job at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I interact with a lot of our listeners of the shows that I'm on there as well. And it's very rare. I won't say it never happens, but it's very rare that somebody says something really mean or you know is you know even trolls or whatever like that it it happens but not that often so uh like i said though twitter outrage is a little bit something else i I kind of uh, when i'm on twitter i kind of stick to just my little part of that uh, world and don't really go uh you know looking for other things i don't really click on what's trending and those types of things so uh, i didn't want to see make sure there wasn't anything there that maybe i missed out on so i went to the internet typed into YouTube, Gabe Velarde and Winnipeg. And the first thing that popped up was a conference call with the media that he was on to introduce himself to the folks there in Winnipeg. And so I checked it out. I've been a part of these things many times, including the Pierre-Luc Dubois one that was put out by the Kings not long ago. And uh, this video was about 15 minutes, various members of the media in Canada, in particular in Winnipeg, asking him questions. And it was not frankly, all that interesting, pretty typical stuff, which these things usually are. He was asked about his health. He said he felt fine. Uh, Was asked about playing center or wing, said he just wants to do anything to help the team, blah, 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 blah. So I get to the very end of this video and the Jets PR guy says, final question, 
And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not here. Maybe this is not where he made his comments. Maybe I need to go looking elsewhere. But no, actually, this was it. The final question came from uh, a gentleman named Mike McIntyre from the Winnipeg Free Press. And he asked the following question. Seemed very standard and simple, nothing controversial about it. He said, is it special to be a Canadian guy and get to play in a Canadian market? And Velarde said, oh, yeah, for sure. And then he said it. Quote, I'd be lying if I said in L.A., they're not big hockey fans, obviously. Obviously. Why? Why obviously? Because it's an American market? Because it's sunny in Los Angeles? Uh, now, to be fair, he did add after he said that, quote, they have the Kings fans that come to the games that are loyal, but it's different being in Canada, end quote. Okay, not too controversial, I guess. And eh, you could argue he's not wrong. I mean, hockey as a sport is more important in Canada than it is in the U.S., generally speaking, as far as how it's covered. Uh, if you see a hockey highlight on the local news here, it's uh, rare. Uh, up there uh, in Canada, hockey is pretty much front and center. When they talk about sports, the first thing they're probably going to talk about, generally speaking, is going to be the NHL, maybe some junior hockey, things like that. I, I think we all understand that the sport of hockey is covered uh, and gets more attention in Canada than it does, for the most part, here in the United States. But uh, I did think there was something about his comment that did rub me the wrong way. And I, I, I think it's that, you know, that just kind of uh, attitude that is, you know, uh, I mean, it's kind of lazy, right? It's it's easy to say, you know, the non-traditional hockey markets that, you know, things aren't taken as seriously there. The fans there aren't as good. You know, it's an American versus a Canadian thing. Um, and I don't know. I it, It's it's pretty tiring, to be honest with you. Um, now, you know, he, he's talking about you know, fans in Winnipeg. Uh, and, I, and I get that uh, the Winnipeg Jets are a bigger deal than maybe the L.A. Kings are in Los Angeles. But at the same time, uh, Winnipeg doesn't have two NFL teams, two NBA teams, two Major League Soccer teams and a Major League Baseball team all in Los Angeles. That's not even including like the Ducks and the Angels. We've also got two major universities here in Los Angeles that have historic storied sports franchises. So I'm guessing if Winnipeg didn't have anything other than just the Winnipeg Jets, well, maybe maybe they wouldn't be quite as special uh, there if he's if he's alluding to it like that. Um, so I, I just think, again, I, I, I'm not trying to be naive here. I understand that hockey is the national pastime of Canada. I understand that that sport is in the fabric of the culture in Canada. Um, but do we as Americans say, that fans of the Toronto Blue Jays or the Toronto Raptors aren't real fans, obviously, uh, because what the, their, their teams aren't from the United States. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. I, I don't think we do. Uh, I, I just think the narrative uh, of, you know, Hey, we don't have ice here. Uh, and it's, it's a non-traditional market. So obviously we can't have, you know, passionate fans like they do in places like Winnipeg. I, I don't know that I buy that. Frankly, uh, look at Vegas, look at Tampa Bay, look at Nashville. Uh, I don't think they have ice in any of those places that you can go out and skate on, but they have some pretty passionate fans there. As a matter of fact, I would put those fan bases up against 
the Winnipeg Jets fan base. Frankly, maybe that some people will think that's blasphemous. I don't. Um, and you look, you could argue, well, what about Arizona? What about Atlanta? Okay, but it is pretty difficult to grow a sport where it really doesn't have a, a history. Uh, and then you're putting out a bad product year after year. Kind of hard to grow the game there. But when you have a good product, uh, it doesn't matter if it's in a place that doesn't have ice or isn't a traditional hockey market. And I think Vegas is obviously a huge example of that. Tampa Bay, Nashville, as I said, I think L.A. are all good examples of that. You put out a good product and you're going to have a very passionate fan base there to support that product. So, you know, I, I, I was disappointed to hear what Gabe already said. It wasn't the most incendiary thing I've ever heard, you know, to be sure, but it just you know, be, and maybe I'm defensive because I am in a market like LA where some people don't think it's a traditional hockey market. And yet this is an original expansion franchise. This, this team has been here for generations. This is not an, uh, you know, a team that's, uh, come along the same time as the ducks and the sharks and those types of teams. This is a team that's again, original expansion. Uh, they've been around longer than I've been alive and I've been alive for a while. So it's just a little disappointing. Um, Again, Gabe Velarde is entitled to his opinion. Maybe he really feels that way. Maybe he didn't mean it to come out that way. But I just thought uh, throwing that word obviously, obviously in there uh, was a little bit of a, a little bit of a swipe uh, at LA and their fans and how important hockey is here in Los Angeles. Uh, again, we got a lot of options here, a lot of things to do. There's a lot of competition for sports fans' dollars, but I think the LA Kings uh, have been. Uh, you know, uh, a, a team that does matter in this market. Um, yeah, it may not be the number one team or even the number two team, but uh, I, I don't know. I took it a little personally. Uh, Gabe Velarde is entitled to his opinion. I don't think he's a bad guy or anything. I'm not trying to say that, but uh, some interesting comments from from Gabe Velarde and I guess Kings fans have had varying degrees of uh, their feelings about what they think about what he said. So I wanted to bring it up and just kind of kind of throw it out there. Uh, so Gabe Velarde is no longer in L.A., uh, that's because the Kings wanted to go get Pierre-Luc Dubois. So what does the rest of the NHL media think about that deal? And in particular, my colleagues here on the Locked On Sports Network, we're going to talk about that in a minute here on Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. But first, I want to let you know that uh, you can take your first swings at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's $200 and uh, just bet $20. You'll land $200 in a bonus bet, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think could hit the first home run, all on an app that's super safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in a bonus bet. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We had a poll of all the NHL hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network and asked, what are the top 10 most impactful offseason moves? So here is the top 10 list. We'll do it David Letterman style for those of you old enough to know who that is. Number 10, defenseman Ryan Graves signed by the Penguins. Number nine, the Hurricanes signing forward Michael Bunting. Number eight, forward Ryan Johansson joining the Avalanche. Number seven, the Predators signing forward Ryan O'Reilly. Number six, former King Tyler Toffoli being traded to the Devils. Number five, forward Matt Duchesne signing with the Stars. Number four, 
the Maple Leafs signing forward Tyler Bertuzzi. Number three, defenseman Dmitry Orlov signing with the Hurricanes. Number two, the LA Kings trading for forward Pierre-Luc Dubois. And number one forward Alex Dubrinkit being traded to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, earlier today, former Blue and Ranger Vladimir Tarasenko did sign with the Senators. I'm guessing he would have been somewhere in that top 10. But nice to see the other hosts on the uh, NHL Network shows feeling that the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade was so high on the list. Um, I would have been interested to see what the voting was like, how close Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, came to being the number one biggest impactful move this offseason. But regardless, pretty clear not only from this poll, but from pretty much everything I have seen and read, that most of the respected voices in the NHL, like the Kings, going out and getting Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, I can't say that I have seen and read everything, but what I have seen and what I have read from, again, very well-respected voices from around the NHL has been positive. The comments that uh, I've seen that have been critical mostly have come from people on social media. Now, there have been some Kings fans who certainly haven't been crazy about the trade. I think most of them are probably a little bit more upset, not necessarily that Pierre-Luc Dubois can't be a player to help the Kings, but that the Kings' priorities should have been addressing the situation in net rather than adding another center. Um, but again, I think a lot of people around the NHL seem to think that bringing in a good, young, productive center for now and for the future for the LA Kings has been a very impactful deal this offseason. Now, will the question you know, going forward be, uh, at the end of next season, how did that work out? How did that decision by Rob Blake work out? Not addressing the goaltending and bringing in Pierre-Luc Dubois. That is obviously a big, big question we'll be looking to get answered at the end of the upcoming season. However, there isn't much debate that the LA Kings have made the biggest splash of any team in the sneaky good Pacific Division so far this offseason. And we'll obviously get a lot more into this as we get closer to the upcoming season. We're going to talk with other hosts of the Locked On uh, NHL shows involving the other teams in the Pacific Division to find out what they think about how they've improved and what they think about the Kings. Uh, and things like that. Um, but if you look at some of the other teams, and in particular, the teams that we think the Kings will be competing with for playoff spots, they haven't done a lot. Now, you've got Vegas. They're the defending champs. They're still going to be very good. But as far as improving themselves this offseason, they did re-sign some key pieces like goalie Aiden Hill and forward Ivan Barbashev. But they also had to trade away a very important forward for them, Riley Smith who had to be dealt because of salary cap issues. So that doesn't help them. Edmonton has made one move. They brought in forward Connor Brown. He's okay. Um, he did miss all but four games last season after a knee injury while he was playing for the Washington Capitals. The Kraken haven't done much. Now they still should be very good. And of course, Edmonton still has McDavid and Dreisaitl. So they're going to be good, of course. Um, but again, not a lot of activity to get better. For those teams, Seattle um, has lost a couple of key pieces. Uh, the Flames, if you believe that they could bounce back, haven't really done much of anything. They still have some key signings to get done, and they already traded away their leading goal scorer from a year ago, Tyler Toffoli. And that's back to back seasons that the Flames have lost their leading goal scorer and their leading point producer. It was Johnny Gaudreau the year before, this time Tyler Toffoli. So clearly, I think the Pierre Luc Dubois move has been the biggest move in the division. Now, whether it's going to be the big impact move and make the Kings uh, markedly better than they were last season, that still remains to be determined. 
Um, but I, I, I don't think there's really any question that when you look at the Pacific Division, who's made the big splash so far this offseason, I can't think of any other team other than the LA Kings. Hopefully, again, it pays off and translates into the Kings, of course, not only making the playoffs, but getting out of the first round, which is something that Vegas, Seattle, and Edmonton all did last season. The Kings were the one team in the Pacific that did not make it out of the first round. Uh, let's close out the show with a preview of what life without Andre Kobitar might look like. Uh, and I'll also tell you something about uh, a game that's pretty addicting if you haven't uh, found out about it involving the sport of hockey. That's next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. And that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. If you are a comprehensive solution, uh, is if, 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 if it is a comprehensive solution, uh, if that's what you're looking for from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to a, drinkag1.com, drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. All right, tell me if this sounds familiar. Captain of the team, played his entire career with one team, over 1,000 NHL games, over 1,000 NHL points, all with the same team, one of the best two-way forwards of his generation, Stanley Cup winner, future Hall of Famer. Well-respected by everyone in the game and a great person on and off the ice, a great ambassador for his team. Now, certainly, Andre Kopitar checks all those boxes, but I was actually talking about forward Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins. If you didn't hear about it, one of the big stories in hockey this week is him announcing his retirement at the age of 38 and after 19 seasons all in Boston. He's the reigning Selkie Trophy winner as the top defensive forward in the game. He won it a record six times. So this is a guy that's uh, going out, I don't want to say on top, but there's still definitely some tread left on the tires for Patrice Bergeron, but he wanted to go out on his terms while he still had some game left. He wasn't out there, you know, just kind of taking up a spot because of what he's accomplished uh, and given a roster spot because of who he is. He felt like it was time for him to say goodbye. And that's what he has done. Uh, Patrice Bergeron has seen a ton of well-deserved messages from across uh, the NHL. And that would include our own Andre Kopitar, who released a message on social media a little earlier today, and it read, Patrice, congratulations on a remarkable career. It's been an honor to watch and compete against you at the highest level for nearly two decades. Your career is a true testament to the game of hockey, and the accolades you've been recognized for reflect that. Enjoy the next chapter. Andre Kopitar, captain of the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, you know, we can all, I think, relate to what Bruins fans are going through. At least when I heard about this, the first thing I thought of was Andre Kopitar, because again, he and Patrice Bergeron are connected in a lot of ways. Their careers have obviously overlapped. As I mentioned, both two great two-way centers. 
maybe Andre Kobitar can get another Selkie trophy now that Patrice Bergeron has called it quits because it seemed like he was given that trophy almost automatically uh, every year. Not saying he didn't deserve that. He earned it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought immediately of Andre Kopitar and it made me think of what's it going to be like when he calls it a career. Now, thankfully we still have a few more seasons of number 11 in an LA Kings sweater. But again, all the things I, I mentioned about Patrice Bergeron, they really do translate to Andre Kopitar's career, captain of the team, entire career in Los Angeles, over a thousand games, over a thousand points. One of the best two way players of his generation, one, not one, but two Stanley cups going to be a future Hall of Famer. That describes both Patrice Bergeron and Andre Kopitar. Uh, again, thankfully, we still got a few more seasons of number 11 with the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, finally, it is the offseason, and we're all looking for ways to fill the days until the next season gets going. Might I suggest an NHL game that is called Puck Doku? Now, maybe you know about this, maybe you don't, um, but I'll try and describe it to you. Um, but it's something that has been, it's very addictive. Everybody that I know that is a hockey band that has played this has said they're absolutely addicted to it. You can play it at puckdoku, P-U-C-K-D-O-K-U.com. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you might be familiar with the Immaculate Grid. Uh, that's a game that is very similar to this. Obviously that's Major League Baseball and this is the NHL. Um, if you don't know, again, I'll try and describe what it's like, but basically every 24 hours, there's a new game put out. Um, there are nine grids, kind of similar to what a tic-tac-toe board would look like. Uh, at the top of each of the three grids, you have a team or a question. Um, usually it's two teams and a question. In the front of the grids vertically will be three more teams. Now, what you have to do is try and figure out uh, the teams that intersect. You have to find a player that played for both of those teams. For example, today... In the top corners, you have the Blues and the Maple Leafs. And uh, what you do is you try and figure out a, a player who played for both the Maple Leafs and the Blues. Now, nothing is coming to mind right off the bat. Um, but let's just say, for an example, instead of the Blues and the Leafs, it was the Oilers and the Kings. So clearly, Wayne Gretzky immediately comes to mind. And you could certainly put that answer in, and you would get credit for that, having that correct square. But you also get bonus points for the non-typical uh, responses, so to speak. So Gretzky will get you the right answer, but a lot of people are going to make that answer. So you won't get as many points. But if you go for, say, a Matt Green, that's probably going to be a lot more rare than Wayne Gretzky. So that would get you more points. So uh, there's that. And then you have, to, you have to fill in all nine of the grids with nine guesses or nine shots, as they tell you. And again, you get points for uniqueness. Uh, so again, it is, it is very addicting. It is very fun. Um, now if you're only a fan of the LA Kings and you just know the Kings players, you really don't know players from the other teams. Uh, this is going to be a lot more challenging, but if you feel like you have a pretty decent knowledge of the NHL and players who have played for all the teams over the years, uh, it is incredibly fun. And, uh, I would, uh, I would highly recommend you checking that out. If you're looking for something fun related to hockey, that is going to keep you busy and entertained and make your brain work a little bit in the off season. Uh, check out puckdoku.com, P-U-C-K-D-O-K-U.com. And don't blame me if you're uh, completely addicted to it. I'm just passing along the addiction. All right. For you everydayers or for about a month, you every other dayers, uh, we are going to have our weekly fan feedback show tomorrow. Uh, you can comment on any of the shows we've had this week. 
uh, whether it was the Tuesday show where we did the feature on the Kings goalies, present, future, and past. We looked at Cam Talbot, Eric Portillo, and Rogi Bashan. If you want to comment on any of those goaltenders or any other goalies, certainly you could do that uh, with an email uh, or by commenting in the section below if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Also, anything with today's show, uh, the comments by Gabe Velarde, uh, were they uh, offensive or I'm making too much out of it. Another Kings fans are making too much out of it. Uh, was the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade the biggest offseason move so far in the NHL? Uh, if not, what was the biggest move? Uh, your your opinions on anything we've talked about certainly are on the table with our weekly Friday Kings fan feedback show. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, just post your, post your comments in the comment section. And uh, we will definitely check those out as well. Uh, we would love you to stay interactive with the show by following us on Twitter or Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings on both platforms. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings, go.